Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Let's go. Sports Variety and Strife with James Liebling. Up next. Wednesday's edition of the Catch My Eye podcast will primarily be about the NBA. It restarts some observations and trends that I've been seeing, particularly about the Lakers and some interesting observations, maybe about the Clippers as well. But before we even get to that and the quiz, before we even get to that, I do want to say two things about baseball. A, that was a very exciting finish to the Dodgers game. Well, with Chris Tilly throwing out the dude trying to score on the sacrifice fly. Uh, the guy from third with two outs in the ninth. Dodgers leading 7-6. B, just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> and B, Shohei Otani out for the season as far as pitching goes. Going to only be a DH. I don't know. Personally, I think it would have been a little... Now, I've I've said, A, he's not a complete two-way player, and B, he would have he would have it would have been a lot better. He would have helped the Angels a lot more if he did not try to be a two-way player and if he had just picked one. But so right now, it seems it would have been a lot better if he had been something like an outfielder instead of being DH slash pitcher, because. He probably would not be having these problems if he was an outfielder. Obviously, you're going to be throwing a lot less than if you're a pitcher. That's why they don't have stuff, nearly as many arm injuries outfielders do. And then you don't, also, he's not going to be playing DH and taking up the Albert Pujols spot. So, right now, ah, another indicator, it seems to me, that this two-way player idea it was not the best idea at least for Shohei Otani he should have just been an outfielder okay now we need to get to the NBA and we need to get to the quiz quiz time quiz time quiz time quiz time last time it was a Saturday the Clippers were playing the New Orleans Pelicans that day, and we were asking you about their head coach, Alvin Gentry. We were asking about his connection with the Clippers, how many coaching stints, separate coaching stints, had he had in his career with the L.A. Clippers. Now, he the answer to that would be three. He was an assistant coach for one year in, for the 1990-1991 season. That year, they went 31 and 51, finished sixth, sixth in the Pacific Division. Head coach was Mike Schuler. Executive was Elgin Baylor. Not the preseason odds were championship was plus five thousand, so not really all that. They were not expected to be all that great. It <laughs> people like. Bo Kimball, Ron Harper, Danny Manning, and all those 
interesting characters. But they went 31 and 51. That was Alvin Gentry's first NBA season. Or excuse me, NBA head coaching stint. With the Clippers, his second NBA head coaching, not head coaching, excuse me, coaching stint at all in the NBA. He was an assistant coach. His uh, that was his so that was his first stint with the Clippers, second stint overall. He was with the Spurs in the 88-89 season as an assistant coach. Now then, Gentry became head coach of the Clippers with. From 2000, the 2000-2001 season, to the 2002-2003 season. So that was three seasons. Did not break the 500 mark in any of those seasons. Went 31 and 51 in his first season, 39 and 43 in the second, and 19 and 39 in his last stint or year as head coach for the Clippers. That was that that was following upon a three years in uh, Detroit. It was a tad interesting considering he was only head coach in '97 and '98 for Detroit for 37 games, and the '98-'99 season he was head coach for 50 games, and the '99-2000 season he was head coach for only 58 games. His first head coaching stint was with Miami way back in 94-95 with Miami where he's head coach for 36 games. So for seven, for his first seven head coaching years, only two, his first two with the Clippers, were actually for the full uh, stint, full 82 games. So rather interesting. Now, then his last one was with the 2013-2014 Clippers. That was with Doc Rivers as the head coach, and he was the GM. 57 and 25, so obviously best best time with the Clippers. And the championship odds were considerably better of four, plus 1400, not so not not like great, but quite a bit better than 5000 plus 5000. <laughs> And their offensive rating was first in the NBA at 112.1. So defensive was ninth. So oh, good but not great. Clearly, and that that was obviously Lob City. And that was one of the first years that the Clippers really took off. Now, for the new new quiz question, all of you, I'm sure, well, if you pay attention to the Lakers, you know that. Tomorrow, it's going to be the second game of the back-to-back. They will be playing the Houston Rockets. Now, the Houston Rockets have two players this year averaging 20-plus points per game. And who are they? No, just joking. (laughs) Obviously, it's Russell Westbrook and James Harden. And I don't think they're averaging quite a bit over... 20 points per game, so I believe they will be finishing the season averaging over 20 points per game. Harden's averaging 34.3, and Westbrook is averaging 27.4 points per game. But when was the last time the Rockets had 
two players averaging 20 plus points per game over the full season in the same season. So prior to what's going to be this time, this 2019-2020 season where Westbrook and Harden will both be averaging 20 plus points per game. So when was the last time that happened? For the Houston Rockets, remember to email your answer to TalkSportsWithJames at gmail.com. And if you are the first to correctly give me that answer, then you will receive a free tie. So remember, TalkSportsWithJames at gmail.com. Let us now turn our attention to the NBA schedule and seeding games and Memphis Grizzlies have really taken a big hit there. Now 0-4. 0-4. They're now only a game ahead of the number 9 Portland Trailblazers. And two games ahead of the number 10 and number 11. Now, well, number 10 Spurs and number 11 Pelicans. Two and a half games in front of the Phoenix Suns. And three games in front of the number 13 and last Sacramento Kings. So that is very nicely tightening up. It's pretty much going, I would say, <laughs> pretty safe to say that that those playing games are going to happen, at least in the West. I don't think it's, they're going to be happening in the East, considering the Washington Wizards already quite a bit back. They're now eight games back, though, because of the number eight Orlando Magic, because they have gone 0 and 4, and the Orlando Magic, who are number eight, have gone. Two and one. No, no, it will be interesting. Well, kind of interesting. Because the Brooklyn Nets and the Atlantic Magic are fighting. Right now, Brooklyn's a half game ahead of the Magic for the seven seed. So, who will get to play the Bucks? Who will get to play the Raptors? Personally, I don't think it's going to take a whole lot. I think those are. Bucks and Raptors are clearly the two best teams in the West. I'm, I think they're. Going to be making, both be making the Eastern Conference Finals. I think it will be a fantastic series um, between those two powerhouses. By no means will the Bucks just run away with it. I think those two teams are clearly the best teams. So it's not all that important, but I don't know. Maybe those two teams regard it as important. But Washington's pretty much out, and... The Memphis Grizzlies are really struggling, and and everything else, they're all within that four-game stretch. So now everybody, right now it's so, right now it's a race for the eight and nine seeds. They're both up for grabs, and both and everybody right now can get into those playing games. Uh, obviously, it'd be hard, but man, the Phoenix Suns going three and zero, very impressive, very impressive. Now, the Lakers, they've had a very interesting uh, interesting seeding game record. 2-2, two and two, barely beat the, the Clippers, the shorthanded Clippers, lost to the Toronto Raptors. I would say fairly, it was close for a while, then they pulled away from the Utah Jazz, and then not a good outing today. Not a good outing today. And they play the... Rockets to Amaro. What, what I was 
interested in was this these stats. Now, LeBron James. Let's go through. Let's look at LeBron James and Anthony Davis for these first four games. Obviously, Clippers game one one hundred three to one hundred one. LeBron James. I think everyone agrees. It's not so great. Sixteen points. So, I mean, you, he, I mean, he needs to score. As I heard one commentator say today, if it makes, it's a win for the defense. If you get if it's forced out of LeBron James's hands into another person's grasp. Now, I'm sure that might change. I think he's probably going to take a bit more. He's going to be prioritize himself more in the play, playoffs than during these seeding games. But that's I think that's a valid point, considering they don't have. Really, all that great. They don't. They aren't a particularly deep team. After LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Now, Anthony Davis. He's he was he scored 34 in that win against the Clippers. Then against Toronto, LeBron James also only had 20 points, and Anthony Davis was dreadful with 14. The now the. 116-108 final against the Jazz. LeBron James, 22 points. 9 of 16 from the field. Anthony Davis, 42 points. And 13 of 28 from the field. Again, kind of obviously not a low output for AD, but 22 points for LeBron James. I, mean, I guess that's it's not terrible, but it's not great either. And then 30 in 30 minutes against... The Thunder, the 105 to 86 final. He had 18, 19 points on 7 of 19 shooting for LeBron, and only nine points on three of 11 shooting for Anthony Davis. I mean, for a power forward who plays around the rim, I mean, he, he can he can shoot it from the mid range and outside, but clearly his bread and butter is inside. 19, nine points on three of 11 shooting, 27 percent. 27.3% on that's the field goal percentage. Not acceptable, I mean, really. Only and only 8 rebounds. And heck, I mean, LeBron James, he only had 4 assists anyway. Now, you got to admit the Lakers just were at lousy shooting. So, that's going to cut down your assists, but still he's not scoring, he's not doing the assists. Uh yeah. But besides the fact that they're not particularly impressive, especially LeBron James, their plus-minus rating is also interesting. Uh, Laker against the or the, against the Clippers, LBJ had a negative four plus-minus rating. That means the Lakers got outscored by four points while he was on the floor. Anthony Davis a negative three rate plus-minus rating. How about Toronto game? LeBron James was a minus twenty. AD a minus 17. Utah, that's the one they won. LeBron James was zero. They it was a toss up when he was on the floor. Anthony Davis said it was a plus seven. And against OKC, LBJ was negative eight on the plus minus rating. AD was negative 15. So they're not really, at least through these first four games, what's 
interesting is AD and LeBron are not making this these positive impacts uh, when they're on the floor, which is they're not like just outscoring the other team, dominating the other team, which is interesting. And you actually think with the way the Clipper the Lakers roster is, not a whole lot of great scoring options other than them. Uh you think two well two and two is actually pretty good. I mean, now it is true. The Clippers game it was just a toss up, so they easily could be one and three. Still, and their two losses have not been very good at all. Uh, neither one was close at the end. They have not sc- scored well at all. I mean, they one of the three in the first game, ninety two in the second. Now, 116 is obviously pretty decent. And then 86 in the the last. Offense clearly on in sync. LeBron James and Anthony Davis really not making a big impact right now. Now, what's interesting is Dion Waiters, though. How about Dion? Clippers game, he was a plus 17 when he was on the floor. The Lakers outscored the opponent's. Against Toronto, he was a plus eight. Against Utah, uh, he was a plus eleven, and against OKC, he was a negative nine. So, Dion Waiters, I mean, obviously, nobody expects that to keep on going, and we also expect LeBron James and Anthony Davis to kind of perk up and start being themselves. It seems to me. even if you, even if Dion Waiters is not as good, he, man, it seems to be a pretty darn decent find uh, just for the pickup. And he's, I mean, this, these are his first games ever with the Lakers, with these Lakers. So, wow, very pleasantly surprised with Dion Waiters. Now, am I how worried I am with LeBron James and Anthony Davis? Not all that worried. Uh, simply because a, it's not the playoffs. B, they don't have a whole lot to play for. C, they've just started playing. These play, uh, All these seeding games, they've just started playing, so you don't expect them to be as great as if they've been as synced up as they would be if they've been playing for quite some time. And D, they will not be... Fa- they have a few rounds, at least the first round, to get in sync. Because the eighth seed is not going to be all that great. I mean, I guess I would probably say Portland's going to be your toughest. Just because of Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, but still. They're going to be under 500. Maybe a sentimental for me would be to get into the playoffs would just be Spurs and you keep that amazing streak of playoff appearances going. But I would say Portland's probably your toughest, but still they're under 500. I would say you can still be... You're going to have to give effort 100% for sure. But that you don't have to be at your best just as far as being together in order to defeat them. Now, 
after that, it's gonna get considerably tougher because if you're now, you clearly have to give 100% for the rest, but you you're gonna have to be playing fairly flawless basketball. Like, let's, I mean, all the other teams. Well, I think we can agree that they're not, at least on paper, on the same level as the Clippers. Lakers, Bucks, or Raptors, they're still going to be very tough. I mean, right now, you're going to be facing either the OKC Thunder, who you just lost to, or the Utah Jazz, who it was a close game, but eventually got, eventually the Lakers pulled away. Either way, 43 and 25 for the Jazz, 42 and 25 for the Thunder. I mean, those are not, I mean, 632 winning percentage and 60, 20, 627 winning percentage. Going to be very, very tough. I mean, Houston Rockets are right there at the sixth seed. I mean, when you have the top six seeds and over 600 winning percentage, I mean, that is just quite quite a feat for the Western Conference. Not, second round on, I mean, it's obviously going to get tougher. I would much rather be facing the Jazz or the Thunder in the second round than to say the Clippers. But margin for error is going to be a lot less. So they're gonna have to they're gonna have to be better than this, I would say, to beat the Thunder and the Jazz. Or anybody in the second round. But all I'm saying is they have t they have time to iron out stuff, even against the Portland Trailblazers. Although they they don't have to be at their best to beat the Portland Trailblazers, although they do have to take them very seriously and give them 100% just because of how uh, dangerous C.J. McCollum and, heck, even Carmelo Anthony. But I, was, I mean, it's clearly Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, but even Carmelo Anthony? Maybe even Carmelo Anthony he can maybe make a step up, make a clutch shot or two. All right, LA Clippers. Uh, they also have to, I would say, I know some stuff. I mean, I the Suns game. I you should not be, you should not be getting that close to the Suns. Um, that was that was. I mean, it, it did come. They did come down to the final shot. Same thing with the Clippers, Lakers game, so they could easily be three and zero now. I don't know. Not I didn't like the Suns game. <laughs> we need some better defense here. I will say though, uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George seem to be having a better impact. Uh, the Clippers Lakers game, they were a Kawhi Leonard was at plus sixteen. And Paul George, I mean, he was he was zero plus minus rating. And against the New Orleans Pelicans, Leonard was a plus 34 when he was on the floor. PG 13 was a plus 27. And against Phoenix, Kawhi Leonard was a his rating was zero, and Paul George was negative three. So not great. I mean, again, they still have a lot of things to iron out, but it's, I would say that's quite a bit better than when you compare that to what. LBJ and Anthony Davis have been doing. And 
If it's a Zubats, nice game yesterday, except for that last out of the pass. <laughs> but we'll see what they do against Dallas tomorrow. We'll see what the Lakers do in the second game of their back-to-back against the Houston Rockets. Those should be some exciting games yesterday. Now, what's also going to be exciting is Saturday's podcast. I Again, please tune in. I hope, I'm hoping we're going to have a guest on. John, my brother John, hopefully will be coming on. And so, Saturday, a great episode will be coming up. Interview with my brother John, baseball, basketball, whole gamut. Maybe we'll even split up the interview. We'll see how long it goes, but that should be fun. Okay, before I get out of here, I do want to thank the Blessed Trinity and the Holy Family. And after that, my guardian angel and my patron saints, Francis Savior and James the Greater. And next, my family, my grandmother, and my uncle. Finally, Brian Seaman, Anna Moslin, Noe Eagle, and Michael Madden. Great to hear Brian Seaman and all the rest. Once again, announcing Clippers games. Okay. Saturday, we'll see what happens with the NBA. More baseball continues, and what I th- unfortunately think is a little bit of a meaningless season, although it's very fun to see how good the clip the Dodgers are. Just as far as seeding goes, I think it's a little bit meaningless. And till Saturday, Bonsuelo. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Sports Variety and Strife. If you want to comment, please do so. Talk sports with James at gmail.com. See you next time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.